When it comes to discussing the realities of parenting, you can expect some sensitive material and occasional profanity. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Anonymous Mom, a podcast where two childhood friends reconnect to discuss mom life, adulting, and everything in between. And this week, we're going to talk about something that nobody wants to talk about, breastfeeding. (laughs) Or you just lie about it like I did. I mean, whatever. (laughs) We're going to definitely get to that. (laughs) Wasn't it really expecting how depressing this was going to get when we first decided to talk about this? I was like, oh yeah, (laughs) I have major issues with breastfeeding, but you know. It's relatable. And then I had to research it and I'm like, well, now I'm horrified, but we'll get to that in a little bit. How's your week going? Oh, good. Everybody's home today because, you know, we're having like this Arctic blast, whatever. So, (laughs) you know, on this winter weather, when they talk about snow, they're always like the Midwest is getting pounded with snow. It's like, why do they use that kind of terminology? I hate it. I hate it. That sounds like sex talk. You're getting pounded. I know. (laughs) That's what I mean. Every time they say that, I'm like, why are you sexualizing snow? Yeah, but I sexualize football. If you close your eyes and you listen to that, you penetrated (laughs) the line. You went deep. (laughs) Totally sexualized football when I'm listening to it. Oh my Lord. So Uh, how was your week? Um, I honestly don't even remember. I know it's been the longest. <laughs> it has been a long week. It's Friday. Just so this week has been the longest year of my life. <laughs> yeah. When it's your kids summer. are home from school, it's the longest. Uh, um, yeah. No, it's been good. Last night, spinning my hair. She was doing one of those drool things and I didn't notice there was something on TV. A drool thing? What is a drool thing? Like, <laughs> you know, like where you like try to get much drool going down? <laughs> Yeah, why was it? I don't know what we were watching. I was kind of distracted because I was actually writing notes at the time. And all of a sudden I felt the top of my head. I'm like, are you spitting in my hair right now? Don't she like, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, she was. She was like, yeah. I'm like, don't do that. (laughs) I love you, but I don't want your drool in my hair. (laughs) And just a reminder that children need to be taught how to function in society. Yes. It is not natural. She's also now just smelling her fingers. I when know I read that, it reminds me of <laughs> that Saturday Night Live skit where she put her arms in her armpits. Oh, uh, she get nervous that she'd smell them. <laughs> oh my God, what was I, that? Superstar. Yeah, superstar. She, oh, I yeah, feel terrible. But, I can't think of her name right now. I don't know what that was. That's what when I read that. I'm like, yep, that reminds me of superstar. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, like, not Sherry O'Terry. Oh, this is Shannon. It was Shannon. Sh- yes. Molly Shannon. Molly, Molly Shannon. Shannon. Yep. We got there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so breastfeeding. Um, yeah, let's you, talk apparently, about breastfeeding. you apparently lied about breastfeeding. Go on. Well, okay. So with I could not breastfeed because she was taken in the NICU right away. So they bottle fed her right away, which totally fine what she needed to eat. So then when it was time for her to try to latch on to my boob, it just was not working. Whatever, I was sore. None of it worked. And to be honest, I was not prepared to be a mother, apparently. I thought I was. And then, you know, you bring the baby home and you're like, nope, can't do it. And so well, that was just because like, there's that myth that it's natural. <clears throat> yes. No, and it's not natural. And I remember like, whatever. And the nurses were really helpful. And then I got home and they're like, if you just feel more comfortable pumping, just pump. So I pumped for a little while. And then that got exhausting because it's like you pump, you feed, and then every two hours. Yep. And then you have to wash everything. So like, it is like a process and it was just exhausting to me. 
So then I started using formula and she was a puker too. I was, I just remember people asking like, oh, are you breastfeeding? And I think I said no one time. I'm like, oh, I'm trying, you know, and like I got like reprimanded by a lady. So then I just started lying. So when people would be like, oh, how's breastfeeding going? I'd be like, it's awesome. It's so great. I just fucking lied. Cause I was like, this is ridiculous. I'm not, I don't need your opinion and what it is. Cause guess what? It didn't work for me. And so I just lied. But well, that's the myth I'm tired of is this idea if you're using formula that you're choosing. Right. Or that you're lazy or that you don't care or it's just this. Yeah. Some people it just like I did not produce enough milk. It's kind of the same. So was that unexpected C-section. Right. And they said, too, with C-sections, the milk doesn't produce as quickly. Okay. Which I didn't know. And so they tried, you know, latching her and nothing was coming out. So then they had. Like, well, well, she didn't even suck. So we'll get to that. But they had baby milk on stock in the hospital. So they gave that to her, like these little glass jars from, yeah, from all over the country, which amazing. Shout out to all the women who can just produce like that and see I mass produce I didn't like I that's the thing like I had so much breast milk that I could freeze it so I had she had breast milk for quite a while because oh yeah I overproduced I or it was disgusting (laughs) it was just like I for morning breastfeeding did not come natural to natural to me I thought it was weird that my baby wanted to suck on my nipple judge me all you want I felt like a cow I legit felt like a fucking cow it's because you are Yeah, and it was weird. Did you see that reel that I set you with the little boy where the mom is breastfeeding or pumping and he's just pointing going, cow, cow. Oh, no, I started, that's what I felt like. It's because that's what it is. I mean, we're animals. Yeah, it felt very, it It doesn't feel feel natural natural to everybody. That's the, yeah, it didn't feel natural to me either. This idea that it's just going to click and everything. Right, like you're just going to have this natural when she was born, we actually had to feed her out of, you know, those little um, syringe-like. Yes. <laughs> like you're feeding like a bird. Yeah, like a baby <laughs> bird. She was like a little baby bird and had to feed her like that for, I can't, like a first couple weeks. Honestly, I don't remember. That, again, probably blocked again, out. Again, you blocked out traumatic you're experience. Like, I don't want to ever think about this ever again. But she wouldn't latch, right? And mm-hmm. it hurt. So I have a high pain tolerance. It hurt so bad that I couldn't even let her latch onto my boob. Mm-hmm. So we went to a lactation specialist for a few weeks, had to sit in a room, you know, get my boobs out. Mm-hmm. And the woman would sit there and watch and then like fondle my boobs and try and, yeah. and she and put just, her finger in there. In yeah, the she, yeah. <laughs> and so she said, yeah, she's not really latching and she's kind of chewy. And oh. so she wasn't, so she wasn't sucking on my boobs. She, she was, was just, chewing. those gums were just, yeah. yeah. And the woman said, you know, it's not for everybody. Not everybody can do mm-hmm. this. And so going back to this idea of what it means to be a mom and all these things, like these sort of rites of passage to be considered a good mom, like that was one that was really hard for me. Oh yeah. I mean, and everybody I think, else I knew it came naturally. Well, and, and I also think too, there's like this weird judgment, this weird magical thing that everybody talked about. And then as soon as you have kids, I felt so weird about the whole, and then I felt like I was like fucking up with my youngest. I could breastfeed. Mm-hmm. She latched immediately. Everything was great. I liked it at night because I could just roll over, put her on my boob, put her back to bed. Like that was amazing. Mm-hmm. However, it just didn't feel natural to me. How people could do it for a year, I have no idea. Yeah, so then I got the pump and I got the nice pump because it Mm -hmm. was part of the insurance that we had. I was every two hours. (gasps) Oh, every two hours. And then at night, because this, again, the lactation specialist, I think, okay, well, now we'll try the pumping. 
So every two hours and then at night I could sleep for four hours at a time, had an alarm set. Mm-hmm. And I still, I just couldn't produce, I couldn't even produce a full bottle. Oh. And I was doing all those. The mother's thistle the, the or balls, whatever. What are those? Yeah. Those like those oatmeal balls. Yeah. Like coconut oatmeal ball. I mm-hmm. I tried everything. And there's like and that so, tea and yeah. Yeah. So like I said, because of my lineage, it's like there's something wrong with me, mm-hmm. you know, because I just, I tried. And so then for all I tried, and then when people find out you're bottle feeding to be judged and shamed when it's like, this wasn't my choice really. Right. <laughs> like I physically right. couldn't somehow do it right and well the nice thing i mean let's talk about the benefits of that she would suck on a bottle and not just your boob because then your significant other can help you you can have someone else so you can maybe get some breaks the benefits of that are also great too you know my biggest thing so the reason the main reason i didn't want to do formula is because of all the horrible stuff that's in a lot of formulas but luckily because people are becoming so consciously aware like for high fructose corn syrup i couldn't believe that that was in baby formula i'm like we're giving this to babies Yeah, it's the first food they have and you're going to shove that in there, you know, so but then we found ones that didn't have it. But if you don't know that, why would you know that? Why would you think that? Well, and I didn't really even care, to be honest. I think I was to the point where I was like, just feed. You got to eat. I had Yeah, at the end of the day, your baby has to eat. Yeah, I think and I also had like really bad postpartum depression. So I think I was just like just getting through the days as much as I possibly could. So I didn't care what for. I mean, I was the Similac. I had Similac. So, and then the Costco brand, and then I switched to Costco. Anyway, I think I was just like on autopilot and just get this baby fed, keep her alive for (laughs) like, I was so freaked out. I will say shout out to the insurance companies that give you the breast pump because not all insurance companies do that. And I also got a free breast pump for ours. Yeah, I know. I mean, it should just be given. I agree. Going to my lack of breast milk production. I can't believe I didn't think to look this up. Stress is the number one killer of breast milk supply, oh, especially in the imagine. first weeks of delivery. And I go, weird, and there's oh, no stress in that. Well, this is making sense. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so you're already stressed and the trauma that I had of everything going horribly wrong. And, and not as planned. And not then not, planned. yes. And yeah. then the stress of not producing milk is just causing me to not produce milk more. Wish I would have known that. Well, yeah. between lack of sleep and adjusting to the baby's schedule, rising levels of certain hormones, such as cortisol, can dramatically reduce your milk supply. And again, if you were in your right mind, because you didn't just have a baby and you're not sleepy, you'd probably think of these things. Oh yeah, I'm just you know, like my lactation like, specialist didn't tell me this. Right, but then do they think they don't? Wait, I was gonna say you don't want to hear that answer. Let's be for real. Like you don't <laughs> want to hear like you're not producing milk because you're stressed. Oh, thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> And literally, that's the only thing because now I'm looking. So here's all of the things. Ignoring your health, too much caffeine, smoking, taking medications, stress, and not watching your diet. The only thing was stress. I didn't even drink coffee. I was making sure that I ate everything that was on the list of good foods for your baby. You were so much better than I was. (laughs) I I I ate avocado every day. No. All right. So how many people actually are breastfeeding? I got some percentages here on the CDC website. So this is obviously for America. But the percentage of infants who have ever breastfed is 83.2%. The percentage of infants who are breastfed at six months is 55.8. And that's the mark that I was trying to reach because I know that's what the goal is. But why? 
Like well, it, there really actually are reasons why. Because of the antibodies you produce, the stuff that's actually released from your breast through the milk. Right. The percentage of infants who are breastfed exclusively for the first three months is 45.3%. And the same for six months is 24.9%. So it is a big drop once you get to six months exclusively breast milk. Yeah. And what we're not mentioning is the fact that some women just aren't allotted the time Right. To pump or breastfeed. Mm -hmm. Along with that, there are some health concerns, which are kind of scary. Actually, let's jump to, so the World Health Organization, let's jump to globally. It says that nearly two out of three infants are not exclusively breastfed for the recommended six months. And that has not improved over two decades. So the reason it's ideal for infants is because it's safe, clean, contains antibodies, which help protect against many common childhood illnesses. Breast milk provides all the energy and nutrients the infant needs, and it continues to provide up to half or more of the child's nutrients during the second half of the first year and up to one third during the second year of life. So they say this is where I have issues with this. So it says breastfed children perform better on intelligence tests, are less likely to be overweight or obese, and less prone to diabetes later in life. Women who breastfeed also have a reduced risk of breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Now, the reason that this bothers me is there's also the factor of people who don't have the means of other people right? that this could be connected to. If you don't have the time and resources to breastfeed, you're also probably in a category that is financially not of means to buy organic, healthy food. And, you know, so that's where it bugs me because I think a lot of this is related to class issues and not so much the actual breast milk itself. Right. And that's just so shameful to be like, well, now your kid's going to be dumb, fat, and, you know, like, and I need to say the word fat. Now I'm terrified of getting breast cancer and ovarian cancer. Right. And you're going to get cancer. So not to put enough stress on moms already, but if you're not breastfeeding, this is what's going to happen to your child and you in the long run. To me, that's just shitty. How do you get statistics well, like, like I this? said, it's not highlighting the socioeconomic reasons for why right. children have these rates. Right. That's even more important to highlight. Right. I mean, where is this put out by? Who put that out? That was the World Health Organization. What? I'm going to email um, them. No, I'm just kidding. They're very concerned about your email, I'm sure, with COVID on the rise. Uh, yeah, I'm going to talk to them. <laughs> so now I wanted to know, okay, well... What is it that can cause breast cancer and ovarian cancer? So this is where it bothers me is that there's no definitive answer for why women who don't breastfeed have a higher risk. So then I was wondering, okay, what about stress? Because like I said, the socioeconomical issue Mm -hmm. of women who use formula versus women who breastfeed. Okay, so that's another thing. Going back to the shaming, I'm going to connect it. So stress causes a lack of breast milk production. Women who are stressed because they cannot feed their children or buy diapers are stressed so Mm -hmm. they don't produce milk and then they have to rely on formula and then they're shamed because they're not breastfeeding right i really wish that there would be a more focus on the socioeconomical causes for this instead of just the shaming right (laughs) so one website the md anderson breast care memorial they say most women who breastfeed experience hormonal changes during lactation that delay their menstrual periods. This reduces a woman's lifetime exposure to hormones like estrogen, which can promote breast cancer growth. In addition, during pregnancy and breastfeeding, you shed breast tissue, and that shedding can help remove cells with potential DNA damage. And oh. so that's their reasoning for why it can lessen your likelihood of breast, that. Yeah. 
this can all be true, but there's no actual sites that say this is the definitive reason. Okay. I will say, so when I got melanoma skin cancer, Mm -hmm. it was detected after I had my oldest. Okay. They said that because when you're pregnant, you're releasing so many hormones because we all have cancer cells in our body. It's Mm -hmm. when they turn to cancer and all the estrogen and the hormones can turn it into. So you're higher risk of getting cancer after having a baby. Interesting. Yes. That was told to me by a nurse. And then I asked my dermatologist and she said, yes, that is a thing. Well, good to know. All right. So then to, I'm going to show this map too quick. Okay. All right. So as you can see, this is a map that shows percentage of infants breastfed at six months. The darker the blue, the more children are breastfed. And the highest are Hawaii and Vermont. Really? Mm -hmm. Minnesota, Wisconsin, and South Dakota are also super high in the Midwest. The surrounding Midwest states are lower. The lowest are Missouri. No, not Missouri. Here's where I forget what the initials are. Mississippi and Alabama and West Virginia. Those are the states with the least amount of uh, children breastfed at six months. But like we said, that it drops significantly anyways at six months. Because again, we're told six months is, if you can get to six months, your kid's at least getting those antibodies. They're less likely to get sick. They're getting the nutrients. So that's kind of the the mark to get to. Um, But like I said... (laughs) So then, th- so they bring up breastfeeding disparities, right? And they say breastfeeding disparities exist. Oh, good. What they're not highlighting is what we just discussed with the stress. So while they're saying these disparities exist, they're not showing that stress is a big factor in the issues with lactation. Because they say down here, why do mothers stop breastfeeding? Biggest one being issues with lactation. Concerns about infant nutrition and weight. Mother's concern about taking medications while breastfeeding. Unsupportive work policies and lack of parental leave. Cultural norms and lack of family support. And unsupportive hospital practices and policies. But the biggest one, issues with lactation with a direct link to stress. Oh, really? They list that as number one, issues with lactation and latching. But like I said, they're not putting in this document on the CDC that stress is the biggest reason for lack of lactation. Which is odd. Which is kind of important. (laughs) Right. Which is, seems to be one of the biggest things. Kind of like the biggest reason to be highlighting and we're Mm. not even discussing it. Right. And let's be for real. Who's not stressed after having a baby? Yes. And again, who's the most stressed? People that are in a socioeconomic category that financial stress is like the most stress that you can have. Right. Not knowing where your next meal is going to come from or how you're going to feed your child. So you're already stressed. And then you have the stress of not producing milk. And like I said, with me and my situation, that brought on more stress. And so Mm -hmm. I was just causing less milk to be produced because I was so stressed about it. Right. And I didn't know. So yeah, this is really frustrating. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I just, the whole entire breastfeeding thing, like I hear moms talk about it and I always want to be like, it's okay if you don't. But then at the same time, I don't want to give that off as being like, don't bother. Don't bother. Right. Yeah. Or else too like. I, I believe every woman should try because it, yeah. like you said, going back to us being cows, you are meant to get the milk from the mother. Right. Our babies are meant to get it from us. However, it doesn't mean that when that doesn't work, that that's not okay either. Right. There's supplements there for a reason. Right. 
And I also think too, like the unsolicited advice that mothers give to other moms is so frustrating to me because I always just want to be like, you do what works for you and what is working for you, just continue to do it. Because I feel like there's so much judgment from other moms instead of just being sympathetic. Shame. Yes. And just have some (laughs) empathy for this poor mom that is probably not sleeping. I got a lot of unsolicited advice. And then this is the other thing. So breastfeeding does get rid of baby weight quicker. And so then I had people telling me, oh, well, once you're breastfeeding, all that baby weight's going to go away. And then, so then I can't breastfeed and stress causes weight gain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, like, yes. it's just people don't see that side of it and they really need to because then right. women just get in this constant cycle of stress mm-hmm. and other people don't realize they're causing it. Right. Most of it, I feel it like, comes from such a good place where they yes. think they're helping. Yep. But instead of giving the unsolicited advice, maybe ask, is there something I can do for you? Ask what they need that tell them what they should do. That's where, And I know it's a mother's instinct. We want to help. We want to nurture. But I think that sometimes we go about it in the right, especially the older our kids get. I think we think, you know, we're helping because we've been there. We understand it. But then at the same time, it's like things have really changed too. Yeah. You I can just wanna... get breast milk from other people when I got, I would have, I never, I mean, now I hear it, but like back. It's also really expensive. I would have continued with that if I financially could have, but I couldn't. Right. 14 years ago, I can't, that was not a thing. Maybe I was just not. It it might've been a newer thing. Yeah. Now it's, I mean, women can make, and also too, if you can lactate, like you did, you can make good money doing that. Yeah. yeah, That's what I mean. Yeah. As long as you could produce and sell it, I mean, do it. Um, I want to shout from the rooftops now that stress causes lack of lactation because I did not link that together. And like I said, went to a lactation specialist and I tried my hardest. I'm not kidding when I say I did it every two hours, only slept for four hours. Mm -hmm. Try not to get emotional. (laughs) My little Pisces. I know I'm a Pisces, gosh darn it. It's hard and it's, oh. But yeah, I tried my hardest. And your little girl is Oh, I know. Perfect. She's amazing. Yeah. It's just this information for new mothers. They need to know if you're under a lot of stress. This is a possibility. This yeah. is a possibility. And don't be hard on yourself. Don't and be also so telling hard. a mother not to stress is not the answer. No. That's <laughs> that like means- when someone says, calm down. Oh, yeah. Thanks for that. I totally get it. Having oh, social man. programs that alleviate stress from new mothers and struggling families, that's a solution. But yeah, that's all the time that we have. Please reach out to us and share your experiences with this journey of breastfeeding, good, bad tips. Did you lie like me? Because we're making things easier. <laughs> I don't know what the percentage of that is, but I'm curious to find out. <laughs> tell everybody. I'm like, just lie. Don't tell the truth. It's fine. No one needs yes. to know. <laughs> yeah. And again, instead of us just pointing out the problems of these disparities, let's shift to find these solutions to alleviate that stress because it's like a, oh my God, moment for me right now. So yeah. And um, shout out to all the moms that have donated milk that were able to do that. Like shout out because that's a lot. So for me in the hospital, that was huge. I am forever grateful for that. And if I could like write a handwritten note to the person who gave it to me, I would have, honestly. It's life-changing. And again, alleviating that stress a little bit. Mm -hmm. But if formula feeding is going to alleviate stress for you also, do that. Mm -hmm. Do anything that's going to help you be less stressed in your life and Mm -hmm. get through the first few months of no sleep. Oh, before we leave, I forgot about that meme that I sent you to with Mm -hmm. the- Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> goes, well, my son just got a face tattoo. So breastfeeding doesn't do shit. Go ahead yeah. and for- formula feed your baby. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Still got a face tattoo. See, that was hilarious. Doesn't was matter. Doesn't matter. Right. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. Where's your peace out? Oh, peace out. <laughs> thanks for tuning in to Anonymous Mom. Have a question you want answered or a topic you'd love for us to discuss? Email us at anonymousmompod at gmail.com. Or if you want to remain anonymous, join our Facebook group, Anonymous Mom, where you can post your topic or question anonymously. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.